0: Can someone please explain to me what the hell Guy Fieri ever did to anyone? (laughs) Y'all know who I'm talking about, the celebrity chef? People shit on that dude all the time. (laughs) And as far as I can tell, all he ever did was follow his dreams. (laughs) Do you understand? People are horrible to a television personality, and he didn't do anything wrong. (laughs) Here's what he did do, America. He started a company where he hires everybody. He pays more than minimum wage. He gives health benefits before he has to. He has a non-profit where he gives pretzel-making machines to schools so they can fundraise. I know that one sounds like I made it up, but I swear to Christ, it's true. (laughs) He works with Special Olympics athletes, and if you need a little more sugar with this medicine, he also officiated a gay wedding.
1: Once again, coming to you from South Lake Union, Seattle, Washington, Studio Two on the Soundcasting Network, episode 96 of Girl, How Long, Mystery. Screw you, Whitey. Wakanda. Oh, another Black Panther fan in the house. We tried to do a good opening. I did a... No, it was not good. That was a great <laughs> That was racist How is that racist? Uh, that, I mean, I've hung out with Nigerians before. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they sound. Shima does not count. Chimaroki, shout out. Shout out. Uh, yes, this is episode 96, another good year in hip hop. Uh, Keith, I guess we hired him back. Uh, he is in studio. Queef Boogie, producer. How many deuces did you drop today? Doesn't matter. <laughs> Risotto Kid, not the god. Uh, in studio, my uh, co-host, your name, sir. Um, they call me... Uh, Johnny to Nam, Johnny to daddy. <laughs> uh, We have a we have a guest co-host in the house, uh, coho. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself, sir? Yeah,
2: my name is Chris. Everyone calls me Hammy. I'm from Seattle. Uh, shit, I'm only in town for six more
1: days, man. <laughs> We're about to turn up. About to put on for Seattle right now. He's bailing out on us, dude. Chris, you want to run through your uh, list of uh, restaurants you've worked at and where you're currently working at?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I started off in Seattle
1: with the Tom Douglas Company. Um, I
2: was there for about 13 years. Oh, wow. I was a sous chef for three of the restaurants, <laughs> and then I moved on, and I was the chef de cuisine at Maono Fried Chicken and Whiskey. Ooh.
1: How, uh, did you, how do you pronounce that? My Maono? I it's that my
2: Just started adding hella syllables and shit. no, And then uh, right now, I'm working with Robbie at Jupiter slanging Sandwiches. That's
1: right. Best fucking bar in town. Slide through. Slide through Jupiter Bar. Keith gave me a compliment on my uh, my balls. Hey, said they were delicious.
3: Hey man, he makes some tasty balls. Hey, hey,
1: hey. All right, Johnny. Uh, what, what's going
4: on with the the baby of June? Uh, a lot. Um, as we're going to talk about later in the show, we were nominated for one of the best new restaurants, uh, James Beard. Shout yes, sir. Out. So we are going crazy. We broke the record for lunch. We did 137, every week, 140. Every week, people. it seems like you're breaking record. Well, yeah, but when you do 140 people and it's two people online, Woo. Like, that's a lot of food. You know, we did rec- slang. Yeah, slang food and like record sales and stuff like that. So it felt good to know that like we could do that. But like to give you a rundown on like how, if you don't know how busy 140 people is, just imagine um, a decent service on a Wednesday night. That's 140 plates. Yeah, I mean it's, it's more than that yeah, for lunch right. too. Yeah, that's just like I sold 86 sandwiches that day and Shh. 80 plus the next day as well. Um, and you know that's just half of the menu. Then we got like shrimp and grits and right. all that other stuff that we're slinging out too. We just ran a out of two food. man line. Yeah, two man line. We had somebody come up and call tickets for like five minutes and then Jeez. that's about it. But, yeah, I'm supposed to call tickets, make sandwiches, and then um, make sure food's ran out, too. So it's just like the the ballet of doing all of that Absolutely, at one time. Man. Is manager of time and chaos, yeah. bro. <laughs> it's great. And then I'm prepping at the same time because the AM service is a prep service, too. So I'm like, I got gumbo and grits and fucking <laughs> collard greens. I got pressure cookers going out in the back right now. And I'm just like, I got one burner. We're fucking doing it. We're going live. <laughs> Ready Fuck for prime it. time. Yeah. Fuck it. How long? <laughs> uh, how, how long? How long is lunch service? Uh, it's pretty long, so we start at eleven. It goes till three, and then from three to five, we do moonshine hour. So limited menu. We do like sides and snacks and desserts, um, and then we go into to dinner service. But you're moving over. When do you when do you move over to nighttime? Uh, I am I am on nighttime. So I do Wednesday, Thursday, Friday nights right now, and then Saturday, Sunday mornings. And you know it's good. It's it's busy. It's hot. We just switched up the menu completely. So last week I went into a station that I hadn't worked in almost a month. And the entire menu is different. And I'm just like, all right, I'm going down tonight. Everybody just get ready. <laughs> yeah,
1: <exactly. laughs> it happens man as, no, long it as, as long as they know the situation and your, your front of the house staff is cool yeah. you can space yeah. it out yeah. Yeah, yeah, well yeah, it's all about the hostess yeah. though for, real, for no, real no for
4: real and sometimes they they just let them run wild and you're just yeah, exactly. like wait 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 we just said how many am one day
1: exactly welcome to June baby yeah. sit yourself please <laughs> section one is wide open it's like what um, so down at Jupiter like I said Hammy was a fucking godsend because uh, I had my homeboy leave there for a minute and I was like down a man and then and Hammy just hit me up and was like uh, he's going to New Orleans to cook. No, yeah. So he hit me up was like yo I'm trying to pick up some some hours before I go. I was like perfect fam, come in. He knows what he's doing. I'll need to tell him shit. I handed him a fucking recipe Bible, which isn't really a Bible, more like a satanic Bible. <laughs> but I made him a little cheat sheet real quick and he's been handling it. Actually, I got a there's a couple people there that were talking. One of the managers was like, oh man, it's gonna be sad to see him go because the elevation of the like sandwiches and how they look and what people have been saying have been really, really good, really good feedback. So we're hoping the next person we get in there is can yeah. take the throne. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's on me to train them, but you can only train somebody so well, and I can't babysit them. I'm not there all the time, so I'm not going to sit there and watch them. I mean, ask Cammie. Even I'm a dick there, and I'm like, what are you doing? What's this? What's this? Yeah, I think "Uh, that that— Whatever, you know. As long as it tastes good, I don't give a
4: fuck. But that's what it takes, though. Like, if you want to get those good reviews and those good, like, that good feedback is just, like, make sure that when you train somebody, that for the first, like, week or two that you're kind of on their ass about— style, you know, just be like, okay, like we can make this look better. Like, and once it really only takes a week and then mm-hmm. shit actually starts happening they are just gonna quit on me I mean you could but you, like the same thing happened with me at the restaurant at June Baby when we put stickers on our quarts and pints containers and nobody took them off Oh, nobody took them off and we would that's have pu- that's push ups that candle yeah. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, that's bro. like and that's like stacks and stacks and stacks of pints and quarts of tape and like people would have to and one day chef came in and he took it all off and yeah. got on our ass and then for like a week you just straight,
1: kept putting them over the, yeah, the old ones no
4: people would take them off when they put a new one on but they would never take that old one that new one off once it went through the dishwasher uh, yeah. So once they were clean, you would just have it like a stack, stack. with yep. fucking tape. So he got mad at us one day, and we all started working on it, and like for a week straight, everybody was like, tape, 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 tape. I haven't seen tape since.
1: Most, most of the time, uh, with the tape situation, it's usually the... Dishwashers. Well, yeah, it's that dish- that get on you, and they'll straight yeah. snitch on you to the chef. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and it's like you—if they ask you to take the tape off, just take the tape off because you don't tell them to shut the fuck up. You're a dish bitch, yeah, right? They're like, uh,
4: excuse we me. We had chef. to do that to our 15 year old dishwasher the other day because he's like, <laughs> guys, will you please take off the tape? And my sous chef's like. You know what? You need to get faster. Why are all those dishes there? You know what? Actually, everybody, fuck that. Nobody's taking off the tape. He needs
1: to get faster.
4: What a dick! What a dick! <laughs> we were like, ooh, bars.
1: Uh, <laughs> all right, so yeah, June uh, June babies cracking. Jupiter is fucking. It's about to crack. It's ba- about to pop. It's about to crack. Hammy, you are moving to New Orleans. Where are you
2: going to be working at down there? Uh, I'll be at Le Petite Grocery, and then I'll be helping open their new spot in the quarter.
1: Oh, nice. Yeah. That should be fun. Yeah, man. Um, that Johnny saying that reminded me of, which I wanted to talk to you about anyway. We kind of touched touched on it last week, but I actually edited it out of the show last week because I knew that we had Hammy coming on this week. Um, the dinner that you did at the new space in the old Crush venue mm-hmm. is called- Auto. Auto. Which means inspire in Latin. <laughs> and it is ran by one of your homies. Yeah. Eric Riviera. Oh. And what – hold on. And what – what did those motherfuckers from Chicago we'll have you explain to everybody what happened there uh, what was going on but what did they call the pints and quarts they were calling pints and quarts delis
2: oh yeah deli cuts <laughs> delis but what fucked me up was they weren't saying like what size deli they needed bro they would just were like hand me a deli so I would just like grab a quart container they were like no the other one and just like have this tone like I'm a dumbass and shit I'm like bruh like, it's
4: like there's two
1: sides Yo, actually homie, there's three homie, But
2: homie, in <laughs> Seattle we call them quarts or pints you know
1: what I mean like, are they called deli least because in Chicago grocery stores, it's what they, the deli know, pint. it's a deli yeah, pint.
4: But then at the same like, time, there is a quart size, but then I, in the back of my head, I'm thinking like, what do I use when I'm online? Right. And then I'm like, okay, I would use a pint, not a quart, unless I'm trying to like back it up. Yeah. But at the same time, if you're not making that clear, you can't snap on somebody for not knowing. Exactly. Like, it's like, be like, oh, hand me, hand me the spoon.
1: No, well, no, no, no. The soup spoon. <laughs> yeah, soup spoon. <laughs> So basically, what happened is—is is, uh, tell, tell us, tell us about the dinner, so and how you got involved and so what, what re- actually happened. I
2: reached out to Eric and was just like, you know, I'm I'm looking to pick up some hours here and there until I leave to New Orleans. And he reached out and said that he is uh, hosting a Elenia pop up in Seattle. So it was uh, Grant Achatz, um, the executive chef from Aviary in the office in New York City a sous chef from millennia a sous chef from aviary in chicago and the uh, beverage director from aviary in the office from both uh both locations and there was two services where they did three different seatings that's just sold out in like 10 minutes sold out 185 dollars. 100, 18 courses 185 dollars. 18 courses I, um, i'd say it's
1: worth it oh yeah
2: oh way worth it way worth it i mean they were doing some shit that would just just made no sense to me, man. But uh, <laughs> we'll at, get to at, that. We'll at, get to that. At the end of the day, I was curious to see if it was all gimmicks and show, but everything that I tasted was fucking delicious, man. So Fire. As as it cooked, I, I would nitpick, but you know, at the end of the day, they did three days to do eighteen courses, and they knocked it
1: out, and shit was rad, man. Three days, they just That's flew into savage. town. Flew into town. That's Camden? what happens when you're a big dog, though. I know, but I'm trying to, what I'm curious is about is like, it, he worked with Chef Eric. And what was the pre-planning to this? Like, was all the ordering done when before he got here? Because I saw some photos of them in the market. Mm-hmm. And that's when I was like, what the fuck is he doing in town? And I had to do some research. And then I found out. And then I was like, what the fuck is this place? A dough. Like, what is it? And I researched. And then, sure enough, the fucking next day, I come in, talk to you. And you told me you worked it. I had another homie Jeff who worked it. And I was like, how the fuck? Yeah, Allen Burroughs. Yeah, yeah. Allen Burroughs. Yeah, shout out Jeff. Uh, he listens to the show too. But uh, I haven't talked to him about it either, but I mean, what where how did we not know about this and we're in the industry? Like you didn't know about it. You and that's your one of your homeboys. Yeah, I didn't really know anything about it. I think it was just kept super under the radar. Um,
4: and it must have been an exclusive thing. Like, you know, yeah,
2: like I'm I'm pretty sure. Honestly, Eric had like his
1: guest list. He already and, knew who to call.
2: And he wanted to have his uh, his loyal people that come to his pop ups. You know what I mean? And yeah. give them the first opportunity. Well,
1: I mean, I saw like uh, Jason and Nicole Wilson, former yep. owners of Crush. Yep. They were there yep. with their whole family. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and then you just start seeing all these people talking about. But it's after the fact. Yeah. So there's no hype. It
4: was, it was either hush hush or it or it like literally was like a pop-up pop-up where it's like bam pop-up sold out done off you know so
1: he just flies to town cooks and then fucking bounces out he came to june or his crew came to june baby though so yeah that's
4: that's
2: what's up i heard they went to revel too and had a good time
1: they went they ate at every place they went to but i'm I'm not but i'm sure it was just like you know family style it
4: was family i'm sure it was it was off menu but no they when they came to june baby supposedly there was like Seven of them. They yeah, ordered. I think it was an
2: eight man crew. Yeah,
4: they ordered everything off the menu. I think twice. Shit, they didn't eat at all. They they ate quite a bit, and then they <laughs> bought everybody shots. And then ah, uh, that's what's up. That. And I was like, oh yeah, just the you know the Friday I was supposed to work, but I was actually assigned off, you know, because my chef was being nice always, always. That's how I miss Edward Lee too. Oh, we'll be talking about Edward Lee here in a minute. <laughs> Did uh, you work with Edward? No, he came into the restaurant and gave us like a raving review. Oh, right. And it was the d- it was literally a day where my chef was like, oh, you get this random Friday off. Oh. And I was like, all right, cool. And I was they like,
1: what ain't, the fuck? They didn't want you there, man. Oh, no, man. I'm, fuck it's that man. nappy hair Look at, (laughs) look at my spines, bro. Wakanda, Wakanda forever. (laughs) Um, All right, so uh, tell us. um, I just I wanted you to tell Johnny about a couple of the stories, like quiet kitchen, right?
2: Yeah, man, it was crazy, bro. Everyone was like uh, basically whispering and shit, and uh, I was in the dish pit for a little bit, and this guy was helping me. I think he's. I think he like washes I think what he was telling me He does for a living Is works for like Zillow Or like One of those real estate agencies And he just like Washes
1: dishes for like An adrenaline rush and shit You feel me like Just to be in the kitchen Just to
2: be in the kitchen I mean I know I know know people that do
1: That do prep but they're not lifers. They just want to learn. Exactly. Exactly.
2: And, and and that's what he was doing. But I was telling him, I was like, yo, look, it's like a hella quiet kitchen. Like we can't be like rattling dish racks. And like <laughs> this guy he just gave no fucks, bro. Like he was just trying to get it done. And, he would just like rattle a rack, and then all of a sudden I would look over, and then like you know Grant and this guy named Dan, who's the sushi or the executive chef at Avery, would just like look at us like he want to kill us and shit. And I'd be like, damn. That's because everyone's zone. Like they're everyone's like- in their zone. Yeah. <laughs> and then after the first service, I look over and Grant is looking at Dan, and he's like, that motherfucker right there, <laughs> gotta go. He gotta go. <laughs> he cannot be up here next service. I was like, damn. And then the guy comes
1: over there and whispers in his ear, and he just like scurried off. I was like, damn. Damn. It's that serious. That's brutal. It's brutal, bro. I mean, bro. It's, it's real in the battlefield. I mean, we, I remember we were That's worked, crazy. I, but we'd worked somewhere and they'd threatened because we were talking too much and having such a good time that, you know, the chef comes through and was like, don't let me turn this into a quiet kitchen. And I was like, yo, man, you make this quiet kitchen. I'm fucking quitting. Right. <laughs> I'm here to have fun. My job's already stressful. And now you're trying to take away one of the old joys is like singing with my homeboys yeah. and shit online and cracking jokes. But some of the, those people from those restaurants, they don't. I mean, they come from a different. It was intense, though, they come man. from a different world, but there's I mean, a reason
4: why they're at that level, and it's probably three-star Michelin, yeah, bro. You know? I mean, rated
2: 19th best restaurant in the world, man.
4: You gotta shut the fuck up. Yeah, <laughs> you, you,
2: it, but like, at the end of the day, that, that's not how I like to run kitchens. because yeah. you know what I mean. Like, I, I think communication is a big part of what we do. I, I I'm, I was inspired by like the dedication and the uh, the discipline that they had. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, like, I was starting to get heated. I'm like. Bro, at the end of the day, I'm a man. I don't know you like that. Don't talk to me like that. You feel me? Like, you know, I I, I let it ride, but, you know, but I was, I mean, I was getting heated, bro. Overall, one out of a hundred of your experience uh, with that pop-up. I would say it was a 90. Ah, I would say it was a 90. It, it was interesting. Good. I wouldn't expect
4: something less than that.
1: It was cool, man. Like you I said, know. it was super interesting, man. I've got to go to work some pretty cool stu- events with chefs, and but they never tell you ahead of time. They mm-hmm. just know you're down and you can cook, and you know how to take directions well. And they just tell you show up somewhere that pays really well. You do do some cool stuff. So I'm
4: like, let me get this dude's number and then hook it up. There you go, man.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> trying to get in. So uh, a butcher shop in Ontario, Canada. Eh? Eh? What about it? <laughs> uh, this is just sad to me, and so I wanted to talk about it uh, and get your guys' opinion on it. Um, a butcher shop was shut down over their illegally smoked meat. They had to throw away fifteen thousand dollars worth of smoked meat products. The it's called the visited the Brussel butcher shop. Um, they also own a farm called BNR Farms. Uh, the owner's name is Ilja Bilagravic and uh, The Ontario's Ministry of Agriculture and Food uh, and Rural Affairs, uh, they began the investigation against them in 2012 when the inspectors noticed that he was using a wood smoker instead of the required stainless steel smoker hooked up to a natural gas line and told him he needed a new smoker. So the guy says, yo, man, it's $80,000 to convert. (sighs) To smoke all my meat, it's going to cost $80,000. I can't do it. They came back on the premises in December and uh, having learned that BNR was no longer registered as a food premise, therefore had been subject to any health inspectors since. So that's the way he got around it is he stopped serving meat. Out of the location where he was smoking ah. it, therefore he was not smoking it on the property. He was selling it. Oh, he could sell it through a vendor that was qualified
4: to sell kind of it. A girl. As, instead of selling it, that's right. Because i business.
1: Yeah, that's pretty sneaky. But then they tracked him back down, and they found the meat and traced its origins down, so and, realized oh, yeah, and realized not that, and realized that it, <laughs> realized that it was him actually smoking his own meat and not a company that registered their new smoker some smoke mean uh, anthropology <laughs> <laughs> so they fucking confiscated it all
4: they let him keep some though right no. I thought they said they let him keep like 19 (coughs) kilos or something like that. (laughs) Straight
2: up some narco shit.
4: (laughs) They were like, you can keep you can keep this much for personal use because he was trying to keep some for personal use at all for personal use, and they were like, no, because he had people sign a petition um, to have these guys let them let him keep the meat, and then they realized that. Obviously, those people signing the petition were offered free meat for signing that petition. And he's like, oh, he's probably going to be giving away this meat. So he can't. So they let him keep a certain amount.
1: Well, that's and that's the issue is that he tried to say all of it was for personal <laughs> use because they went to the farm or whatever. Right, and he tried to say, they got to eat all this shit. Yeah, but he exactly. was like, got 40 bricks. <laughs> he was like, I'll even have my customers. Vouch vouch for me and say that I'm giving it to them. I'm not selling it. And they were like, nah, homie, we're taking it all. We know you're getting a couple. Basically, I mean, they caught him twice. So yeah. they, they found that he was had been smoking the meat without a license. After the first time, he signed signed some paperwork saying that he uh, would not perform any regulated activities without the proper licensing, mm. and that he would not be selling this meat to be for personal use. Fucking Pinocchio um, over here, straight up. He was trying to argue that he didn't need a license and believed that uh, the public health inspectors uh, would have warned him if he was actually doing anything wrong. They try to focus on the retail side of the business. He said everything else he's doing for personal use was fine so he was trying to find a loophole but basically this guy's out of business now i mean that he's been doing it for such a long time well you just gotta i mean you have to think about like
4: why regulations and licenses are in play and it's like if there's an outbreak of something and you can't trace it and you can trace it back to the source and they don't have like the proper license then they slip through and then you let that happen you know like you have to regulate these certain things because people can I mean, there's nitrate, salt and smoked meat. Yeah. Yep. So that
1: can kill people. There's a couple of different sides to this story that I mean, I I could lean on both sides of the story is that he's like, yo, why throw it away, though? There's people. Oh, that yeah. They just trash yeah, that yeah, shit. There's they people trash are starving. The meat is obviously good. It's not going to kill you. And then why can't we? You know, you can cook it. You True. can recook it again um, to kill any bacteria, supposedly, but why just throw it away? Uh, but then other business owners in the area are saying, yo, we went through the same thing. We actually stopped smoking meat because of this law that they passed. So why the fuck can you get around it and do this shit illegally and not expect to get fucking busted? Busted. I mean, it goes both ways. So there's the other butcher shops in the area are finding other ways to deal with the increasing uh, regulatories. And they're just they're upgrading systems that they have. So they're not buying brand new smokers. What they're doing is altering the wood fire ones they Mm -hmm. have. Mm -hmm. And uh, so there's ways to get around it. I just think this motherfucking dude was lazy. Yeah. I just think it's kind of sad that when you put in so much work to curing and smoking meats that the regulatory agencies come in and just decide we're going to throw this shit yeah, away. Yeah, but you don't even know
4: how he was curing those meats. He
1: couldn't be raw dogging it all day. Well, I mean, we talked about it like, two weeks ago man, in the episode. the
2: thing about charcuterie though, man. I mean, even Seattle, it's, it's underground, bro. Like yeah. if you get caught doing
1: charcuterie without your proper licenses, you're fucked, man. But I know people that do charcuterie that cure meats here. But they only do give them it— them in their basements but and, they, and shit. I know, but they only give it to other chefs. Yeah, exactly. You know exactly. what I'm saying? And they say, you know, try this. Try it. It's hard—you're hard-pressed to find a bunch of restaurants here in Seattle that actually do their own smoking and curing and then selling it on-premises. Yeah. It just doesn't happen because it's so hard to get—what is it? I mean, I think it's two years— Something like that. two years that you
2: have to have a clean, or they'd have to do it under refrigeration, which would take like you know, takes even longer, two to three times
1: yeah. the amount time. Yeah. You know, which there are places that do that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I've worked for places. I
4: mean, we we smoke a lot of our meat, but we don't sell it. It's not sure like you
1: smoke a lot of meat. <laughs> hey, but
4: yeah, but it's not like we're like okay, here is like we smoked our bacon. Now you can buy a slab of bacon. Right. You know, like we use that bacon in a dish that we that we sell. Mm-hmm. So it's a little it's a little bit different, but I mean. We also take very, very good care of all of our proteins. Sure you do. And we only get the best.
1: Only the best of the best. Mickey
4: USA, shout out. Is, is that's the only farm
1: you guys work with?
4: Uh, for produce? Or I mean for- um- Protein? Yeah. Uh yeah, they they supply us a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of quality. Do you meat. guys just buy
2: bellies or do you guys get whole animals? Uh
4: we buy belly. They they buy whole animal at um Solari. Nice. His other restaurant. But we just buy bellies. But we, we were the leading buyer of their oxtail. So we bought eighty percent of their oxtail. Mm. A fox with oxtail. Oxtail wow. soup. But they couldn't yes. they couldn't ah. keep up with us. So like, How much is
2: oxtail now? It, I mean, I'm sure it's like a popular dish. Back in the day, it was like 99 cents a pound and shit. it's, yeah, it's up to like whoop, 10, 30. All yeah, the
4: way that up. Is crazy. it's crazy. It's, it's pretty expensive, and it's we buy a lot of it. Now. But it's so funny because they were like, "All right, we don't know what to do. You're buying so much and selling it so fast that we can." We well, were buying not that close. Cows, to, homie. No, yeah, we were, but we were buying close to like I'd say 150, 200 pounds of um, oxtail
1: Sheesh. at one point. It was crazy. That's legit. You guys got an in-house butcher there? Uh, no, we butcher all our own stuff. What's so, up? Yeah. Uh, Johnny was talking about chef Edward Lee earlier, Eduardo had visited, uh, June baby. I heard your boys under hot water. He's not under hot
4: water necessarily, but he kind of got called out for
1: appropriation. I guess you could call it. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> well, we had spoke about him. What was the story that we were talking about last year? Was it a cultural appropriation?
4: Uh Uh, no he was he had started that program that was helping homeless people get into the kitchen oh that's right or not get into the kitchen but get into the food industry to see if they wanted to. It was like a free apprenticeship. Way. Yeah, free apprenticeship, and if they wanted to stay, if they worked forty
1: or forty, it was yeah, it was a forty-week program. Yeah, Not forty weeks, forty days. It was a forty-day like program. Or and something like if that. they but wanted to paid, do it, he, paid yeah, he paid for housing for them and lodging to come there and work. And we were but getting him a he, shot up. Yeah, that. He, and was he based out of Kentucky? Kentucky. Yeah, yeah but he, he's a New York chef. Yeah, that went down south, and he uh, basically opened up his Kentucky whiskey bar. It opened up what two weeks ago. Yeah, um, they have about two hundred different varieties of whiskey. Uh, Sheesh, and a menu full no, of right. burgers. Like, how do you even find that? But, unfortunately, he uh, made a very popular burger called the Ed Mac. Uh-oh. Edward Mac. Yes. Um, uh, what, what, what is that in uh, correlation to? Well, the bigwigs there at uh, corporate food giant uh, McDonald's. Oh, shit. Seem to think that... Uh, the name, the Ed Mac, was a little bit too close to the Big Mac. Yes, yes. <laughs> On I mean, knows if you will. He and pull no, he pulled no punches with it. I mean, the sandwich was basically a Big Mac. Yeah, but the question what, did it have like a Thousand Island and yes, well, shit, it's, it's
4: yeah. so it has a special sauce, but it uses a it's comeback. So it's a, it's
2: a, <laughs> <laughs> from the back though. Yeah. No, comeback is like is
4: as a harissa based aioli. Okay, said that. So, that sounds fun. Yeah, so it's like harissa, cayenne, paprika. Worcestershire, um, a little bit of brown sugar. It's like a sweet red sauce. But that's his it's, version of his special sauce. Yeah, exactly. pickles in there too? Yeah, yeah. yeah, and then he put pickles oh, and shredded so lettuce so and onions okay. and the shit. The Big
1: Ed has two patties topped with lettuce, pickles, onions, cheese, and a special sauce. But Lee's special sauce is a Southern style comeback sauce. Yes, we make that. Uh, and, he, and he swaps out that middle <clears throat> bun. Guess what? FGT? Fried green tomato. Ooh. That sounds that's, a idea, no. yeah. <laughs> that's a
2: good ass idea. Yeah, that's
4: a good ass idea. I was idea. like, due, do, <laughs> yep, stolen. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, it's funny because I worked at Restaurant Rue um, with Chef Michael Robshaw, and we had a Big Mac on our menu that was like kind of like a bar menu sort of thing, and we called it the Big Mac Mikey, and everybody loved it. It was like catchy and all that shit. But mm-hmm. like, I what I don't understand is how they found out about this burger and why they sent a cease and assist.
1: It's probably the Mac, bro. Is it? it gotta be. I mean, that's that's what they're saying. I don't know. Uh, it, I guess Mac is copyrighted? Well, Chef I'll Ludo, Chef Ludo, <laughs> Chef Ludo made a uh, he made his homage to the Big Mac and called it the Big Mech, uh, okay. and he put it on the menu at Petit Trois. and uh, they basically called it the Big Mac for the one percenters, um, <sighs> and nothing ever happened with him um they also just opened up in Queens I believe um the the Mac uh, the what is it called the McDowell's oh McD- yeah, yeah 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 coming America. to America yeah oh my goodness and that's uh, that's somehow that. they got away with that so I'm not I sure I think it was just
4: a pop-up though I
1: don't think it's like open open officially I think it just was open for a week or some shit like that well I'm not sure why exactly he got picked on yeah he's continuing to sell the burger um, it's not that expensive. It's 13.75 at reasonable. dinner, 12.25 at lunch. And that's total. Like you think well,
4: when what you go the to price a points restaurant in
1: Kentucky though? Is oh, that high in yeah, Kentucky? Oh yeah, I guess like, that would that could be high in Kentucky. I mean, he says that the burgers inspired by the Big Mac. But in no way, shape, or form is it supposed to taste anything like it. It's his take it's on an it. It's elevated. And yeah. I don't think. I mean, that it's a burger at the end of the day. <laughs> exactly, Absolutely, bro. It's not using their, any of their recipes. True.
2: I mean, and honestly, I mean, just in art in general, there's like nothing new under the sun, man. Everyone steals no. from everybody, bro. And so
4: they're not
1: using flash frozen patties. Yeah. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I I have my special sauce at work. <laughs> yeah. And, and I space sauce. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, that's because, just fire. But I but I I made it up out of my brain. I made it after the taste of In-N-Out's uh, animal sauce, yep. right? And I'd never looked up online or tried to copy their recipe. I just used my own it's fucking easy shit to make fucking threw some sriracha in yeah. it. Yep. Shit's crack. It's now, I don't think, you know, In-N-Out is gonna fucking go and say that they claim that. I don't think they can. It, it's nothing like theirs. Well, if you, maybe if you call it Animal Space Sauce, you feel me? Like
4: Yeah, th- I think that's the issue. It's not like what the sandwich is, but the I, fact I that they're using the, the name. I think it's the
2: title, which is fucking him up.
4: And like the Big Mac is similar to the Big Mac, but it's not Mac. And I think that's the issue. It's yeah, like they're Ludo's like, we French, are McDonald's. So yeah.
0: Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure.
1: I just, yeah, I, th- I think probably also, I think that there's a population of McDonald's restaurants down in Kentucky. than oh, sure. I'm then sure. in Los Angeles. Yeah. So... I think maybe they're thinking, you know, like we gotta, you know, keep a hold on our territory. Through the grapevine, they're like, oh, you're stepping on my turf, dog. What color?
4: Why you wearing that flag, dog? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)
1: Well, God, to forever.
4: (laughs) Girl, how long's it take, mister? Um. We're, it's Lent. We're not doing gr- steaks. Is it? Hell, yeah. Satan. saying Satan. I, uh, you know, I got that fish filet working hard though, chef. Yee! <laughs> oh my God. I guess, <laughs> bro, that. I couldn't tell you how like catfish sales have it, like skyrocketed since Lent started. All how of a sudden, much catfish do you guys get a week? Uh, we probably get yeah, five, 10, 15, probably 25, 30 pounds a week. Sheesh. But it's funny because like we were selling a lot of ockshell and then all of a sudden everybody's like... Everyone's like, man, we're not selling that much oxtail, but we sold like eighteen, like twenty-seven, thirty-two catfish tonight. <laughs> and then like we're thinking about it, and my homie who's uh, Catholic, Edward, or not Edward, Elmer, he's like, it's Lent, y'all. And we're like, oh shit, ain't nobody eating beef. Like, uh, uh,
3: uh.
1: <laughs> it's Ash Wednesday, bro. <laughs> I don't know nothing about that. I'm Jewish. <laughs> oh, so, sorry. All right. Uh, We're going to wrap up the show. Uh, We're going to go over the highlights of the Northwest James Beard Awards semifinalists for 2018. We cover this every year. This is the third year we've covered this. Oh, my God. We're in it. We are in it. I'm going to Chicago. Congratulations. Are you really? No,
4: I'm not. It's expensive.
1: Damn, that'd be straight fire. (laughs) Elmer's probably going to go, right? Oh, Elmer's definitely going. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Duh. Yo, his IG is lit. Follow him. Oh, is I Emperor follow of the him. CDC.
4: No, he's the bar manager of Solari and Ju. Maybe okay. Word. Yeah, he's he's cool, dude. He's Filipino
1: dude, right? Yeah,
4: that's what's yeah. up. Yeah, he's a homie. <laughs> he actually has a pop up coming up on the twenty sixth. We should go.
2: With I'm Melissa, sure.
4: right? Yeah. From Musang. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, used used to I just with saw that. that. He's in the circle. He knows.
1: He, dude, he's, uh, he's fam, huh? <laughs> yeah. 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 That's why he's here. Well, that reason why I brought Hammy on the show was because I told him a long time when we first started the show that I was like, you should come on. You're fun. Da da da. And then when he said he was leaving, I was like, all right, I got you. You can come on. Kick it. You can meet Johnny. Me. Kick on, yep. the yep. shoes. Some, be. some
2: beverages. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So not like, me,
1: me. so like we said, uh, best new restaurant, June Baby is up for it. Congratulations, Johnny. Absolutely. Tell, tell, tell you. I don't know if you told on the set on the show, but what did uh, Chef Eduardo say to you, you guys, whole staff, about getting the nomination for this? Didn't he say like? He didn't, I mean, he just said congratulations, and that it's not a time to uh,
4: get lazy. It's we're gonna be getting busier. It's gonna be getting harder. But didn't he say
1: something like, "You guys, you know, this isn't me. This gets this is all of you guys as the. Ones
4: oh yeah, I this. mean, yeah, he always gives us our you know our credit where it's due, and he you know. But not a lot of chefs are like that. No, though. yeah, and he knows that it's his name, but he definitely gives us our props in being like, "You guys are the ones who made it, and you guys are the ones who are going to be continuously making it. And when it becomes busier because of this, um, it's you guys. And that's what makes it even better working for that restaurant, especially because like from the beginning. um, it was, we built it. So, like, like we laid the grout in the tile. Like, the kitchen is built by the kitchen staff. That's you know, what's like, up. Chef and his dad, they they built the bar and they built the floor and, like, all that shit. So, it's, it makes it even harder to... Makes you have more pride. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, ma- it makes you have Absolutely. pride. And then you always think about, like, oh, what am I going to do after this? And then you can't think about it because you're just like, I love this yeah, place so you're much. Sweat you know? Yeah, sweat Yeah, exactly, exactly.
1: So, and you know, it makes you kind of feel like part investor. Congratulations, John. Yeah. yeah. Outstanding baker for the northwest. We have uh, Evan Andreas of Columbia City Bakery. Woo woo. Nice. That's your neighbor, you hang out. Yeah, I love in. I mean
4: they're baguette South whatever. End. Yeah, yeah, South
1: end, all day, all day. <laughs> A little too expensive for me to carry in my place. But am oh, delicious. Sorry. Maybe you should know somebody. Sorry my mom doesn't have a store out (laughs) there. (laughs) Sorry, Johnny. Sorry. Uh, Outstanding Bar Program, of course. Cannon. Uh, I think there's some other places that should have got shine in Seattle. Uh, But remember, this is just the Seattle area. Uh, Outstanding Chef, your favorite, Renee Erickson at Bateau. You been there yet? Nah, but I know Justin. No, Justin's a good dude. I
4: know. I know. Yes, <laughs> I believe that Bateau does deserve a James Beard Award for sure. Dude, there's, um, they, they killed the gay with the steak. No, States. I was I was eating I was eating with their sous chef, uh, and he was super nice, and I I really enjoyed it. They just have a lot of fun, you know. They just do what they do, and it's great.
1: Good stuff. Uh, Holly Smith, Cafe Juanita. Did you ever look into working out there, Keith?
3: I did. I just wanted to go do prep, like in the mornings and shit and and you know, just learn some shit and have a little bit of a day job. And she's like, Nope, we don't have prep shots, everybody shows up. That's you know, what's up.
1: Shit, yep. you know, People coming to work for French. Uh <laughs>
3: Blaine Wetzel at
1: the Willows on Lummy Island. Still Stry- <laughs> Stry- Stry- haven't been there yet. Hey Johnny, you went there, right? No, I haven't been there. Oh, that was uh his crew came in eight at you, maybe former though. host of the show. Uh he went to the Hull- Lemmyhawk.
4: Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I saw him there too. I, wasn't I know there. she was fucking working where Altura, and they like took her. They took the whole crew out to Lumi Island and had dinner took them or, in or the lunch kitchen, or whatever, and
1: took them to the farm. That's pretty tight. Uh, outstanding restaurant, Cannolis, of course. Kind of, I'm not a super big fan of cannabis but outstanding restaurant tour. Your boy Ethan and Angela stole. I don't know why they threw Angela up in there. Because she is she's a part of it. She does all the marketing and stuff for yeah. too. She's doing some really good stuff. Uh, I believe she said she wants to come on the show. That's, uh, you know, give credit where credit's due. Outstanding Wine Program, Wild Ginger, which wow. I, uh, I cannot stand in that wow.
4: place. I don't
1: know. Semi-finalist uh, list, though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how much they pay? Rising Star, Chef of the Year. I don't even know this. First, dude. Shada? Jay, Jay Blackington. From where? Hogstone's wood oven slash Alder Orcus Island. I don't oh know. no, that's I don't out. That's out there. That's, that's, that's out there in the boonies. Anybody, anybody, yeah. in the
2: room? No, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh-uh. I went whale well, watching there once.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I still have a bit of Orcas Island. I've lived in
1: Seattle for like 20 plus years. Uh, Shota Nakajima, Nakajima, Shota Adana. I remember we covered when he changed the restaurant. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, and great. ever since, man, he's going it's up. Uh, up. It's that top chef. We it's did a. Uh, I did a like a cooking
2: competition against those guys, and uh, I think the Ballard's Farmers Market. I can't remember. Okay. It was been a minute ago.
1: They're good dudes. Yeah, we. Fun, uh, Your boy Maximilian Petty. Eden uh, Hill. Eden Hill. Damn. Okay. That's a that's like well, he he's, was on the list last year, too, though. Yeah, but that's how like, young is he? He's
4: 27. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> like 27, young. 28 years old. He's like, yeah, he's my age, so
1: um the only other ones I'll mention best chef for the Northwest, uh semifinalist. You got Eric Donnelly, Rock Creek, Seattle. Shout out him. Yep. What up? Uh, Rock Creek, yeah, Rock Creek. Good Bizarre. stuff. Um, Eduardo. From Solari, absolutely. Uh, so congrats! I so. want to
4: give a shout out to uh, Kelvin Joaquin. That's the CDC.
1: Shout at out, Solari. Uh, at shout Solari out. Yeah, Solari. Yeah,
4: Yeah, he's a G. Uh,
1: Mark Schroeder from Opus Company, and then I've uh, been yeah. wanting to go there. That's so about it. Rachel Yang. What about uh,
4: Komenegi Chef? I thought she won something. Oh shit! She was a semifinalist. She's the one who does the fresh soba um, in oh, Fremont. Word. Yeah, I've heard mixed reviews. I've heard some people are like they it could use more salt but oh, they, get yeah. the, they get the theory behind it. But uh, her story is pretty sick so I hope that she does well.
1: Never been to that restaurant but it's always nice to see some people in Seattle get some shine. Yeah. Absolutely. It I'm was happy. a Love long that. list this year. Yeah, there's tons. This is just this is just for Seattle and the Northwest. Um, I didn't, co- I didn't York, cover California. Portland and stuff. We got homies down in Portland too but I didn't want to run over all of it and uh, sorry if I missed anybody on the list but uh, that's going to bring us to the end of episode 96 for How Long Steak, Mister. I uh, want to thank uh christopher ham yes sir hammy you get me <laughs> <laughs> i want to thank uh jonathan tunamathan yes sir baby's looking cute man thank you what a <laughs> little mini card heart yeah <laughs> congratulations my thank guy. you thank i want to thank uh keith for being here this week he was not here last week if you ever say anything ill about mf doom again i swear to god this, mic, doomed, bro. this mic this mic is coming flying
3: MF Doom sucks cock. Woo!
1: Oh, yeah. All right, we're going to go off. We, we got to go off. <laughs> <laughs> so that's going to take us to the ingredient of the week, uh Chris Ham, Chef Ham. What did you pick for us?
2: I picked bacon, man. I mean, it's another smoke product. We covered smoked things and uh, you know. <laughs> it's Seattle, you know I mean, we smoke things out <laughs> here. Yes, we be smoking them things,
1: man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not me. Uh,
4: Johnny. Yeah. You want me to go first? Yeah, sure, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm gonna keep it real simple. I'm gonna do some bacon, hot water, cornbread, also known as Johnny cakes, hoe cakes, um, whatever you want to call it. Uh, so all you're gonna need for this is like a half a, a cup of uh, cooked, chopped bacon. You know, just yummy, make sure, yummy. just make sure it's uh, at the consistency you like it to be. I like my my bacon to be like just crispy, a little bit under, but not too. Some people like it like burnt. Some people like it extra crispy. I'm not into that shit. You know, I'm Robbie, you probably like it burnt.
1: I like the outside burnt, but I like the fat undercooked. Yeah, yeah. you know. I like my fat chewy. Yeah, exactly. that, oh but man. I want the outside and it's it's hot. Like you gotta do it in cast iron. No, yeah, for sure. And because, press it. yeah, and get it super hot and then smack it down because that that fat will just render down and oh, then yeah. the out the edges are crispy, man. I want Damn that burnt, man. that smoky, burnt, crisp flavor. Yeah. Um, after you cook that bacon, you're gonna reserve some of
4: that fat. Well, We're going to add that in later. Um, then you'll need one quart, cup of white cornmeal, a half teaspoon of salt, three-quarter cup uh, boiling water. Uh, this is where the hot water cornbread name comes from, and then you're going to take two tablespoons of that bacon fat rendered from those from that bacon um, and reserve that and use that in the pan, uh, a little bit of maple syrup or cane syrup if you want to for serving. And what you're going to do is uh, combine the cornmeal and salt in a medium bowl and stir constantly uh, with a spoon or a whisk. You're going to add that boiling water um, in, in a steady stream until you get it nice and emulsified, uh, You're gonna want it to be nice and smooth, no clumps, and then you're gonna let that chill for a few minutes, kind of rise up. Um, Heat the bacon fat in a large skillet, and sometimes uh, people have like these little skillets that actually make hoe cakes. Like we have a hoe cake skillet, and it has like all these little circles. It's like a giant cast iron with all these little circles. And you just like heat up the fat, make sure it's make sure it's like almost smoking. You want it to be real hot. Um, And then you're just gonna drop that that little pancake down, and then just you know kind of make some pancakes. Um, Sprinkle that crumbled bacon in. on the uncooked side and then flip it over. Uh, cook that side down. Boom. You know, do that a bunch of times until you get your, till, till you get all your little pancakes. Put then on a little plate. Um, garnish that with either, you know, you could garnish that with chives, scallions, whatever. A little bit of um, maple
1: syrup or cane syrup. All good. Whoop, whoop. All right, I'm going to be doing a real quick, easy bacon jam. Uh, yeah, it's delicious. It can go, put it on anything. Uh, charcuterie plates, burgers, all that bullshit. Just crackers. Whatever. Sandwiches. Uh, real easy. Couple ingredients. You're going to need about a pound of bacon, one large onion, uh, three to four shallots, depending on how much you like shallots. I'd go like <laughs> three to four cloves of depending, garlic. It. Yeah, it just it's depends. I like yeah. a lot of garlic. Some people like less. So two to four uh, cloves of garlic. You want about a half a cup of brown sugar, a uh, quarter cup maple syrup, a uh, quarter cup of apple cider vinegar. Uh, you can use chili powder or you can use uh, Tabasco or you can use cayenne depending on your spice level you'd like. Um, I'm going to be using chili powder. Uh, so what you want to do is you want to get a saucepan over medium-high heat, let it get real hot. To chop your bacon up uh pretty fine as fine as you'd like it because you're gonna pulse it anyway but uh just make sure you it gets cooked through uh you want to take it off and you want to drain off uh that bacon but you want to keep your bacon fat in the pan you want to turn the heat down to low you want to toss in your onions your shallots caramelize those and then you want to stir in your garlic let that cook down a little bit and sweat uh you want to add your brown sugar your maple syrup your vinegar uh your chili powder and your bacon back in there and you want to bring it up to like a um, once it gets to a simmer, you want to turn it down on low. And you want to cook that until the liquid has reduced and thickened and your onions are almost they are broken down all the way. Right? And then you want to pull that out. And I would put it in... Um, Um, a Roboku and pulse it maybe like twice, hit that button twice. So everything just kind of congeals together, uh, really gets, you know, lump jammy. Um, And then you want to take that, you want to spread it out on a thin tray. Uh, I'd put it in the cooler or in a walk-in or... Your refrigerator at home and then you want to transfer that into a uh, mason jar and then uh, cap that shit make sure you label it and uh, take it to a party give it away for a gift or just eat it by the spoonful i don't give a fizz up. <laughs> but it will be delicious ham yo what you got for us uh,
2: i was thinking about like a brown butter and bacon vinaigrette that you can serve with like over fish with Brussels sprouts, you know what I mean? All that good yeah. stuff. Um, what I would do is I would brown butter, which you basically, you know, get a get a knob of butter. Melt it down. You want to cook it down until you start to see the milk solids start to get brown and you get that nutty caramel smell. You want to take it off the heat. (laughs) In another pan, you're going to want to render down your bacon. I would use a piece of slab bacon, cut it, dice it however big you want. I would say like a medium dice just so when it's rendered down, you can still get that crispy and unctuous uh, bacon. Because like we said, we don't want like burnt crispy ass bacon. That's not That's not what we do. So. You're going to render that down. Uh, once it's rendered down, you want to add some apple cider vinegar, salt, shallots. Cook that down. You're going to want to fold in your brown butter, emulsify it. And then when it's nice and emulsified, you can either toss it in your roasted Brussels sprouts, put a piece of fish on top of there, some pickled apples, you know what I mean? And, and just keep it moving, man.
1: There you go. Yeah, freestyle, baby. Gracias, senor Hemi. Yes, sir. Uh, Keith, you want to close this out with your recipe?
3: Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, we're just going to do like candied bacon on a baked brie. So uh, <clears throat> first thing you do is get your baguette because you're going to make little crostinis and uh, chop your baguette first. I'll tell you why later. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> render your bacon out. You're going to use like probably six pieces for like little, you know, four to six inch round of brie. Once your bacon is rendered, uh, you're next going to take a brush and you take some of that delicious bacon fat and you're going to put that on your crostinis before it solidifies. So it's going to be super tasty. Uh, Take the bacon, brown sugar, uh, maybe a little pepper if you want some kick in there. Throw that shit in a blender. Basically, going to make bacon crumble. Uh, Take that, put it on top of the brie, brie in the oven at about 450 for about five minutes. Crostinis in the oven for maybe 510. Uh, Take it out, spread cheese and bacon on bread, and eat, motherfucker. (laughs) And eat,
1: (laughs) and eat. Baked brie is amazing. Oh my god, it's just a simple thing, but
4: I have one in the freezer from Trader Joe's. Brie and crout, b and crout, brie brie and crout, brie and crute. It's like a brie wrapped up in bread. sounds delicious
1: uh, alright social medias Hammy you wanna give out your social media since you're over there on your motherfucking phone Graham and he's heavy on that Graham too oh yeah he, IG, IG presence heavy what do you so, got what do you got Chris uh, so so Hammy,
2: <laughs> Hammy. <laughs> on everything I'm on uh, Snapchat IG follow his adventures yeah let me North get Orleans. a follow man
1: let me get a follow. Yeah,
2: hit that like button though.
1: <laughs> smash smash that, smash that smash that sub button. Like some Johnny cakes though. <laughs> uh you can catch us on the gram at Oh at Grill <laughs> How Long Steak Mister. <laughs> what about on Facebook? Uh Grill
4: How Long Steak Mister on Facebook. Uh Twitter. At How Long Steak Mister. Uh what about our email?
1: Uh Grill How long, Steak Mister at gmail.com that's right you can catch me on that gram at bobby stills Booby, booby. Uh, johnny what's your instagram at uh, johnny Toonami. any questions or comments uh, regarding podcasts or how you can get into podcasting you're gonna hit up uh, soundcastingnetwork.com Dude. Uh, I'd like to once again thank studio 212 and the soundcasting network for hosting our podcast and allowing us to record here and I'd like to thank all the listeners for uh Yeah, listening and subscribing to our podcast. Lit. It's Lit, fam. We're almost to 100. (laughs) Peace. Peace. Grill, how long steak mister? Five minutes
4: out. Eat a dick, bitch.